0: Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. Church, I believe you agree with me that the most fashionable thing to be today is a Christian. Gone are the days when some people declare that they are born again, that even their parents will be the first to persecute them. Before you talk about their bosses in the office, even fellow students on campus or campuses. But today, being a Christian, I attract little or no persecution again because everybody is now a Christian. But I discover that several people who profess to be Christ followers we do not see the corresponding lifestyle of Jesus in them. And I wonder why this contradiction? And I also discover that the contradiction between our profession and our practices is what has weakened the message and the ministry of the church today. In our time, the church has been reduced to a mere social gathering, a mere entertaining hall. You remember when the church first started the Bible says that everybody was afraid of them. Because even those who have given their life to Jesus, just because they told a little to lie, what happened? Anna and then They died. But today now we sit in service. While the preaching of the word is going on, while we are praising, where we are praising God, and phones and be stolen. We come to church for all night meeting when we are praying and praying, only to discover that after the service, not that the place was boggled, there was no sign of any any break. I mean any breaking of the wall or the glasses. But laptop was missing, and up till today we couldn't find it. You discover today that. In most of our major cities and major towns in Nigeria, what is common? I mean, the common sight today is what? Church buildings of different sizes, of different types. If you even see some buildings, three-story buildings, four churches. You say, how do I mean? I mean what I just said. Three churches are occupying the 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 stories and under church is occupying the compound i'm telling you what i've seen we have christians dominating everywhere today gone are the days when we say christians are not participating in politics christians today are governors christians today are senators Christians today are whatever. They are special advisor to special advisor to special advisor of the governor. Christians today are captains of industry. They are MDs of banks. They are chairmen of parastatus. Christians today dominate the, the Nigerian police. Christians today are permanent secretaries. And the issue Nigeria is struggling with is corruption. What a contradiction. That we have light everywhere. I mean, the Bible says, here are the light of the world. We have light everywhere, and darkness is still prevailing. What a contradiction. How can there be light everywhere? And darkness will still be raining. Honestly, I can't understand. Most people, they appear saintly. Saintly. And only on Sundays. But weekdays were terrible. Brother was sharing with me recently that some people were telling him about the conduct of this particular person that ah, if you have contract to, to collect in that office, this same person will make everything difficult for you. And obviously, he's a Christian. And he was trying to say, how can you how can say somebody's a Christian and still they want making things difficult for fellow Christians? He said, no, that can't be. So, there, there came a time now for this same person that was standing as the defense counsel for this supposed Christian that he needs to get there. And when he got there, he met the man. He never knew that it was the man that he, that he knew before. And while he was still in the office of this man, he saw the Bible. Apparently, this man also belonged to that group that distributes the Bible. And he has a copy of the Bible they distribute. So the light is not only even is not is, is not only even professing to have the light in him. The light was on his table and the light is not shining. And I think that this obvious incongruity is due to the lack. Of biblical understanding of Christianity. That how can the church be feeling the world and the church will still be the one manifesting greed and all forms of uncleanness everywhere? And I said, Lord, what is happening. And that is why today we want to consider the topic the obvious omission in today's Christianity. There is an omission. The incongruity that we see is due to an omission. And except we discover this omission and recover this omission, Honestly speaking, we may have this place filled up. We may have the entire Nigeria Christianized. But Nigeria will remain unevangelized. What is this omission? From the two passages of the scriptures that were read to us a while ago. I saw a consistent pattern. Beginning from our Lord Jesus Christ to the people that he delivered the faith to. You remember these people when they first started? They were very, very small in number. The total number of Christians that Jesus left behind after three and a half years of effective ministry, they were just one and twenty people. And to the glory of God, these 120 people, they became a threat to the Roman Empire. The emperor sitting upon the throne was agitated. And these 120 people, they were not carrying placards everywhere. These 120 people, they don't have any pressure group called Christian Association of Israel where they issue threats to the government. No, it was their life. That was a threat to the government. And everywhere they went, the people would say, These people that have turned the whole world upside down have come here also. But today, we have over 50 million Christians in Nigeria. And the light is not visible, darkness is still prevailing. What is this omission? Beloved, let's turn to the book of that Acts of the Apostles. Chapter 1. Listen very well. The former account I made, O O. Teovilius, of all that Jesus began both to do what? To do. And what? And teach. He never taught anything that he has not done. What he began both to do. He never taught anything. He never demanded from anybody to exhibit any character that himself has not exemplified. Do you see, brethren, that the Christian life is not theoretical? What he began both to do and began to teach. So meaning that his life was the instructional material that he used. His life was the teaching aid. He was not pointing people to something that is abstract. He was pointing people to what they can see to what they can hear, to what they can touch. And did this he did until the day in which he was taken up. After he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself. He presented himself. When he stood before them to sing, he was presenting himself not to one God that is hidden somewhere. He is the exact representation of that God that cannot be seen. He presented himself alive, not as dead. But alive. So they could touch him. They could hear him because only the living can talk. Only the living you will touch and you will not be afraid. If they should bring a corpse to here now, no matter how close that person is to you, you know, you'll be very, you'll be very, very afraid to touch. One of the reasons why you will not want to church, I don't want to be contaminated so that your beloved husband has now become a contaminant. And that is it. But Jesus Christ did not present himself dead. He presented himself alive. And he said, after his sufferings, by what? Many invulnerable proofs. Do you see now? proofs proofs, undeniable evidences, convincing proofs that he is the Lord. And the Bible says he was seen by by them during 40 days. They saw him while he was walking with them. They saw him while he was dying. And after he resurrected, they also saw him. So the message these people carried about Jesus is an authentic message. No wonder. When it came to their own time. First John chapter 1. Now, huh? That which was from the beginning. Ha! That which. Do you see that? What the early church, what the early apostles, those preachers, those Christians, what they, what they were preaching was not something different, was not something strange. There is a particular person, they were what? They were, they were manifesting, they were representing that man who has been from the beginning. Who was the light that shines over the darkness in the beginning and the darkness cannot comprehend that which was from the beginning. That man, who was God in the beginning, in whom was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend that which from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life these people claimed that they heard him can we quickly look at the places where he was heard of them matthew chapter 3 matthew number 3 you recollect on the day he was baptized they heard the voice that commended him to them Matthew chapter 3, beginning from verse, verse 13. For the space of time, let's jump to 16. I'm presuming on your previous understanding or knowledge of the Bible. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened on him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased we heard him then there is another place they heard him that is God speaking about this man to them Matthew chapter 17 from verse 1, now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led, led, led them up on a mountain, on a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his light and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, let us make let let's make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Listen, while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the, of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him, hear him. Only him you should listen to. Only him you should you should you should hear. He is the ideal. Anything outside of him is ultravias, null and void. Only Jesus. Only Jesus you should listen to. They saw him. They not only hear, they saw him in his glory. They saw him in his full regalia, that this one is no just ordinary man, he is God. Can we also look at John chapter one? Where had they heard and they saw. You see, the, everything just was just going together, they heard and they saw him. John chapter 1 from verse 29. The next day, John saw, he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the whole world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to, to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified, That this is the son of God. Jesus Christ himself. Let's hear what he says. In John chapter 12. John chapter 12. And verse 44. Then Jesus cried out and said. He who believes in me. Believes not in me. But in him who sent me. 45. And he who sees me. Sees him who sent me. He who sees me has seen the father who sent me. Okay, let's take it. I mean, it's it's a bit clearer now in chapter 14 of of John. From verse 7. If you had known me, you will have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? They saw him, they heard him. Let's see where they touched him. John chapter 20. John chapter 20 from verse 24. Now, Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger, your finger, reach your finger and look at my hands and reach your finger here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving but believing. You know, do you see now that some of the questions or some of the observations, some of the attitude of some members of the church that will just shut them them down, there are also grounds for Jesus to make himself fully known to the people. So he overheard everything Thomas was saying eight days ago. So in order for Thomas not to go about and be telling fictions, and be telling stories that he was not convinced of, my Lord Jesus Christ came down from heaven. Just for for Thomas alone. He didn't want him to, to doubt him. You know, if you are doubtful of the message you are preaching, in fact, people will know that this man is not serious. Is that not the case today? Somebody will be preaching about holiness, and actually, you see, we are all eh, we are human being, We will be trying. Is that not what you say in the Sunday school class? Don't let us deceive ourselves. Ah, these things, only God can help us. They are difficult. You know why? You have not seen him. You have not heard him. You have not touched him. If you have seen him, if you have heard him, if you have touched him, you will know that. Those who abide in Him, they do not continue in sin. Beloved, this is an omission of our time, and this omission begins from the pulpit. So, to the pews and the pews, they went about with unfounded message of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Can I show you something from the book of Luke? Luke chapter 24. Is it? Yes. Listen. Luke 24. I'm looking at the convenient first to start for the space of time because I don't want to start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices with which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened, as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shiny garments. Then, as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day rise again, and they remember these words, verse 9. Then they return from the tomb, and told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. Look at verse eleven. And their words seemed to them like idle things. And they did not believe them. You know why? They asked them, did you, did you see him? So actually, I didn't see him. We saw two men with shining lights go away. He said their words seem to them like what? I do taste. If you read that passage, that verse in your Bible, it's very it's more serious. It said or on what be socuso. Be isokuso. Bi isokuso. Can you imagine that? People like Peter was also telling Mary and other women that what you are telling us is not not true. It's like I do You know why? They asked them the question. Did you see him? Did he tell you anything? Were you able to touch him? Actually, no. This is what has affected the message of the church. The man who teaches on the school, those who sing in the choir, we hear them talking Jesus. But Jesus, we don't see. And Christianity, from what we have seen from the Bible, It's practical. It's not theory. Don't just tell us stories. We know the story. We have been reading this Bible ever before we became comforted. But we needed somebody to exhibit, to exemplify to us. When you are teaching humility, we don't understand what you are saying. She was. It was Confucius this chinese educationist he said what i hear i forget what i see i remember what what that's why these people that uh, the, the montessori they said everything must be practical let the children see it because whatever somebody sees he can never forget it He can never forget it. How dare you come before us? Say, follow the master. Follow the master. Follow the master. uh, To nature, uh, new nature, old nature. You are only speaking in tongues. Show Show us. Show us. Show us the apostles. They said this word of life, they didn't say lives. You know, many of us, we have lives. Life that you, I'm seeing now, everybody is looking radiant. But by the time you get home, another life. You get to office tomorrow, another life. They bring money that you should use to construct, to to rehabilitate the road of uh, Latif, Jack, and Avenue, and you pocket the money. Ah! That is not Christianity. I was at a meeting yesterday in a Dorinondo state. I we were teaching the word of God. We are just teaching the word of God what we saw in Jesus. That my Lord Jesus Christ he will organize meetings. Can you imagine a meeting that attracted 5,000 men alone? Women were not counted. Cant- Children were not counted. Only men were counted. And there were 5,000 men. I said, if it were to be me today that I have 5,000 men in a meeting. What is that to me? Ah, I don't what. I said, do you know that what I said? They said, yes. I said, what do you think I am seeing? They said, hopefully. So you get it. That is when you now begin to hear all kinds of words of knowledge. There are ten people here that God wants to be, God, God, God wants to bless. Before the end of this year, God wants to set you in your own home. But the Lord said you must sow the seed. You know, we needed this, this, this. We just need 10, 10 people that will give us one million naira. Where did you see that in Jesus? He organized a meeting. And he was teaching them from morning till the evening. It was my Lord who said, no, let not send these people away empty, with empty stomach, so that they will not faint on their way. He never collected of from them. Oh, he fed them. That is what we saw. That is what we had. That is what we have touched about this word of life. What is this omission? Of our time. You know these people. Why were they able to see him? Why the, were they able to touch him? Why were they able to hear him? They were with him. They were with him. There are several of us here who have not who have not been with Jesus. There are several men today preaching to you on the pulpit. There are several people today coming to say we are leading you in worship, worship, worship. How can somebody come and lead me in worship and is demanding that before I come, pay 500,000 to my account? Where did he see that? Where did he see that? And you know, such are the people you give invitation to. Such are the people you would devote a whole night to be listening to. But when we are teaching you this simple word of, 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 of life, 30 minutes is too much. The omission of our days is the omission of effective discipleship. You remember last week? Effective discipleship. If such men will come under effective discipleship, they will be corrected of their error. That that was what Balaam did. Balaam pursued gain, monetary gain. And that was why what he desired, he couldn't achieve. He said, Let me die the life of what? Righteous. Did he die the righteous? In? You can't be pursuing money and die the death of righteous. The omission of our time is the omission of effective discipleship. Those people that you are celebrating in high places today if only they will come under effective discipleship, if only they will sit with Jesus, they will know that it is possible to be a civil administrator and still hold on to your Christian integrity like Daniel did. That it is possible to be a senator and you will not defy yourself. It is possible to be a governor and still uphold Christian integrity like Nehemiah did. So this omission, this obvious omission of our time is what has led to all manners of Christianity that we see today. Cafeteria Christianity. Just come and eat. Do you know we are even doing Bonanza in the church? The first hundred men to come at that meeting, we have special access to the man of God. He will specially pray for them. Where did you see that? From whom did you learn that? This omission of effective discipleship is what has now led to carnal Christians. Christians with carnal behavior who do not see anything wrong in sexual immorality like the Christians in Corinth. They were even sleeping with their father's wives. And they still speak in tongues, they still sing in the choir, and nobody could sing, this ought not to be so. that those who carry the vessel of the Lord, they must be holy. This, if, this lack of effective discipleship is what has led to baby Christians, that Galatians says that even though you are the hair. But because you are still a babe, you are no different from a slave. Baby Christians, they are being tossed to and fro. I saw on the social media, it was Punch newspaper that carried it on their Twitter handle. A church where the pastor has all of them to come with broom. And they begin to beat Satan. And all of them were beating Satan. Not in South Africa this time around, in Nigeria. I know a church that. The pastor was missing as I was missing now and said, This year, all of you will ride your car and say, People say, Amen. Oh, yeah, let's go, and let's go. And let. Then they went to the church compound. Oh, yeah, begin to demonstrate as you would drive. <laughs> Baby Christians. Where did you see that one? That's where you go to a meeting and somebody will be telling you, said, Oh, the Lord says, if you want to see the end of this year, you must sow the seed. Oh yeah, dip your hand to your pocket and be, oh yeah, empty everything there. If you don't have there, you have your something here, oh yeah, begin to transfer the something. Is, and they will be speaking high sounding words. Because you are baby Christian, you are moved by emotion, not by compassion. Have you seen Him? Have you heard Him? Have you touched him? Except you saw him, had him, and touched him. You cannot claim to be an authentic Christian. And if you are not an authentic Christian, by the time he comes, you cannot go with him. What you are pursuing in this world is all that you can have of him. And you remember, the world is passing away. And everything therein. Only those who do the will of God will live and praise Him forever. By your hands, let's pray. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoyi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at five to seven Latif Jackunday Road in Ikoyi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 016320485 and 016320486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.